1: It is the Brentford fan show for this Monday evening. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio tonight. We've got Billy the B Grant Hello. We have Dave Laney Lane. Evening. And XG Dave Anderson. Hello. How are we doing, gents? We, we are very good. We're relaxed.
2: Yeah. We're on the beach. We're on very the beach, chill. Just like just like our
1: team. We're on <laughs> the beach. <laughs> um, lots to look up, Look forward to on the show tonight. Lots to talk about there is quite a lot to t- tell you something There's something to talk about yeah the, the, the,
3: the, what we do is that we'll find that we keep on talking about the same sort of stuff if you keep on talking about Brentford and mistakes and you know and, and defensive errors and xg so we thought we would talk about a little bit about Brentford and about the weekend we'll talk a bit about being on the beach because we thought that'd be quite nice you know we'll talk about the beach and also we'll Look at this championship next season. Yeah. We have a look to see who actually we're looking forward to playing next season, and seeing as we're not going, seriously we're going to be there. <laughs> and, yeah. it's, and
2: it's a big weekend as well—big bank holiday weekend. We've got a game on Friday and Monday. Uh, yeah. Two games against opposition that both need to win. Um, yeah. So we, we want our team to uh, to uh, to turn up. Yeah, that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it, Dave? It
0: would be. It would be. We've got a service to the league. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a say to have on this uh, relegation battle and uh, mm. the title as well.
3: I'll tell you something as well, because I mean obviously if you see Brentford play on Saturday, but we're not gonna talk about the game itself, we're gonna talk about the fact of the beach. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Obviously they're on the beach. Now we just thought, if, if the team can be on the beach, the, the, the besotted crew <laughs> are going to declare themselves officially on the beach. So I'm just wondering, Lainey, have you got any plans for, for being
2: on the beach in you know, the well, next couple of you should say that. I've just booked flights to Cairo to oh. go and see uh, the um, African nations. So we've got, nice. two, we've got two players. We've got uh, Ben Rama playing for Algeria and we've got Makocho um, uh, who's playing for South Africa. Um, so yeah, I'm there for a weekend, and I'm going to hopefully see both of those boys and the Egyptians playing Cairo, which should be quite mad. There's Uh-oh. not
1: necessarily a beach in Cairo. There's a big bit of desert though, this which is some, good for some you. Some and sand, then you've got the sand, beach-like. It is
2: the
3: sand and a, and a towel. That's all you need really, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, a yeah paddling paddling and, pool. Yeah, and and myself, I'm going to. Um, I've got a couple of bit of beach action as well. I've got Porto. There's not quite a beach in Porto, but I'm going to Portugal to go and see England play in the, the the Nations League nice. as well. So that's going to be. So we've managed to. Wangle a whole week out there for two <laughs> matches, which is which is absolutely brilliant. I've I managed to get away with that one as well. Then I'll come back as well. Then I'm off to the beach again. I'm going down to, well, to Nice and all sorts of... Well, I know Nice is in the south of France, but I'm going to the Women's World Cup. Nice. I'm going to you know, take my little daughter out there as well. We're going to go out there for a few days and go to the Women's World Cup. So I've got a lot of beach action. So I thought, you know, listen, if Brentford could do it, you know, we so could do it as well. Probably. XG as well. You got any Yeah, I don't action. want to
0: feel left out of all the beach action. A uh, lovely long weekend uh, on the Isle of Wight, a little bit of uh, Compton Bay. Nice. Lovely beach down there, um, have out, a stroll. Straight out
2: of Compton. Yeah.
0: Yep, straight out of Compton, <laughs> yeah, a bit of paddle boarding, um, beach exercises. It's
2: nice. going to be very beachy.
0: And uh, <laughs> if any Millwall fans listening,
2: in, bring your deck chairs on uh, on, on Friday <laughs> and, your, and your knotted knotted uh, hankies, because uh, Brentford are on the beach, so you might yep. get the three We're points you on the beach. Indeed, indeed, <laughs>
1: yes. Indeed, indeed. Um, the beating they're hopefully not going to be on the beach, though, because they've got the, the Middlesex Cup final.
3: No. You're spot on there. Um, Tuesday night, which is tomorrow night, Brentford are playing Harrow. Is it Harrowborough? They're playing Harrowborough at Griffin Park in the Middlesex Cup final. This is the second of two, well, the second of two, obviously, um, Cup finals that Brentford B team are in. They played last Tuesday um, at Wingate and Finchley, and they played, uh, it was Welling. Uh, we were down there and they played Welling and unfortunately they didn't quite get the result they wanted. They uh, lost 1-0 to Welling. It was absolutely freezing cold. It was one of those games where they started very well and then Welling got the better of them and in the second half uh, and then they got a goal slightly good to run the play and after that Willing was bigger and stronger and they managed to get the, the the victory so that was a bit frustrating and the b team were actually quite upset about that i think because they really wanted to win out of that so this is actually going to be a big game for the brentford b team um another big cup final and like i said hopefully decent crowd Seven forty-five griffin park ah uh, i don't know how much to get in five or something like that or maybe three quid yeah. you know so just get yourselves down there get your kids down there it's half term brentford b team and they certainly will not
1: on the beach can I say we've gone from being on the beach with seagulls to in some kind of like bird avery because these <laughs> definitely aren't seagulls now <laughs>
0: sure we've gone inland course. a little
1: West, bit have got we we've gone inland slightly um, so we got some plans to go to the beach you know how for you guys as fans is that like a little bit frustrating this time of the season you know because obviously you know it's nice to know you're going to be in the championship again next season but is it a little bit frustrating because you you know you you still want to win loads of games but you want that intense you want that intent and is that frustration no, it's,
2: it's massively frustrating you know we, we took 2,000 fans to um, to the Majeski on on Saturday um, <clears throat> we, we spent 30, 30 quid a, a ticket we didn't go there to watch our team not not really try I'm not going to say they didn't try at all but but, you know they weren't at the levels we expected. They 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 sold themselves very very short, didn't they? Especially you know the defending for the first two goals. He was obviously ready. We're going to come out of the traps and really really sort of come at us. And uh, we should have been a bit more bit more ready for that. And uh, we shouldn't have been chasing. The, we shouldn't be two 0 down chasing the game. We came you know we have a lot of possession, um, which we do, but we never really looked. That dangerous. I didn't think. You know, mm. the you know Morpé took his header well. He um, was a you know decent free kick keeper. Keeper sort of came off of him, rebounded, mm. got the header in. But you know, we've we've talked about how frustrated how how frustrated we are because Brentford on their day can beat anyone in this division, and mm. and, and, and that's true. That's that's, that's you know that's yeah. not sort of us uh, you know. Bigging up themselves too much, but, uh, you know, games against the, the lower teams, and we, we seem to struggle, so, yeah, frustrating. And obviously, Millwall are going
1: to give you a good game as well, they they need the three points, they they want to win that game.
0: They sure do, I, I mean, Reading did as well, I think, we've kind of let Reading off the hook there, this battle at the bottom was really, really tight, it would, would have been between, they would have been one point ahead of Rotherham, I think, if they hadn't won that, or two, We've kind of let them off the hook. Yeah, so they they kind of think they're safe now. And then Mm. we've we've kind of got a duty to these teams at the bottom to actually put up a fight. So Millwall, yeah, I mean, that is going to be a game. We... We don't go there lightly. They're a proper, yeah, they're a proper side. They showed that against Sheffield United. Proper, there. they are proper.
2: You've got Bolton
1: yeah. as well. To yeah, there's a couple of teams down there. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, we don't normally like to talk about because you know when
3: we come on the show on Monday, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when we first started, when we first flipped to a Monday on the show, it was great because we were literally winning every game, so we're coming in here bouncing and enjoying ourselves and having a really good time. So the last thing we wanted to do on a Monday is talk about the game on the following Friday. So we didn't, we don't normally look forward to the games on, on the Friday now because you you want to sort of wallow in the Monday now. Um, now it hasn't been going particularly well on a Saturday sort of fairly recently, <laughs> so so all of a sudden we're sort of flipping and just looking towards whatever's happening at the weekend. And the, the Millwall game, the one thing that we will say is that, um, we, we we often struggle going down to the Den when we actually got something to play for. So I think it was last season, was it the season before last season when we actually could have got into the playoffs, and that was the game that killed us off, where um, uh, Saville scored a goal very early on, then he basically he um, lambasted, he just he, he gave it to the Brentford fans and then after that they held on for dear life and they got a victory then and we uh we struggled so so i think you know in that situation we needed something we didn't get such a sort of result going to the then on friday I, I you know i don't want to be negative but i think it's going to be very tough for us because they're going to be absolutely potty for it
1: <laughs> they certainly are they certainly are right well after the break um, we're going to listen to what the reading and brentford fans had to say in the pub after the match this. <laughs> is love sport love sport I thought the first 15-20 we were awful you know really 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 should have been 3-0 up and the game was buried and we we just like we hadn't woken up it's you would think it was a game up in aberdeen and they got travel sickness or something not 30 minutes down the m4
3: frank obviously had a word with the team at half time and told them that you know he was still looking to see what they were playing for and to get on with it uh but redding wanted that more than brentford did today it was disappointing performance nobody really impressed today for the bees Reading battled away, they got the goals that they wanted early on and then really were prepared to play out for the final whistle. I, I think we were too slow, in, in honest opinion. And we, in which we way were we too ball slow? Ball. We didn't zip the ball around, we didn't press high enough uh, and, and the too many mistakes at the back in the first half, so and was caught out, so was the house guard. Too many times. It was like a stroll in the park. Do you, are we always slow, or do you think we've no. just slowed down towards the end of the season? Slowed down towards the end of the season, I think it was just, they thought, well, our season's done, the season's over, let's just have a go. Today,
2: I thought, was a poor performance. Today was for the taking, we should have won. Just on silly things, we've had a couple of players today. But, um... But we're just off song. Solingsson looked a bit out of his class today. I thought early on, and I thought to Silva, you know, Makocha. We need an enforcer in midfield. We I mean, Reading weren't particularly dirty, but you needed somebody strong in there. In the first half, I thought we got quite badly
0: exposed at times. I don't think we were much worse today than we were on Wednesday. I think. Wednesday I think we got away with it because they were playing for nothing either and they were dreadful today they were scrapping for their lives they had something to play for they turned up we didn't and which just looked a bit embarrassing to be honest the season's
1: over for
3: us isn't it really it's
0: frustrating it looks like they're all on their summer holidays already and as you said like there's players who have got a point to prove even Ben Rama as well like the form he's been in this season he knows he's playing for a premiership move he's playing for big money and moved to the premiership you've got to be turning up in these sorts of games you can't afford to just tail off at the end of the season if you want to push on to the next level Same with De Silva sorry, said if you want to be breaking into the first team next season these are the perfect games to go on get in per- performance in establish yourself in the first team and then when you get to the first game of next season you've already made a point to Frank saying no I'm undroppable start me I thought we started really well. We we're electric
2: at the start. Some really good attacking play. Got him behind you really well. Some as well. He's in a lot at the moment. Great to, to ride a lot of pressure later on in the game. But we did that well. We got the we got the, the spirit to do it. We've got the, the resilience to do it, and that might be what, we, what um, sees us over the line in the in the end. Players believe they can win games and get points. Now you go back to under Paul Clement and um, just the the psychology was wrong we didn't believe we could win we were dropping points too, too often and the manager has got us believing now he's um, re- really united the fans united the players as well and it's a, it's, it's a great atmosphere to be around at the moment well it ain't good enough is it it's too
3: slow it's too ponderous <laughs> wayward passes what more do you want me to say I don't think they were that up for it because the second half we were all over them again yeah. but the first half they had two chances they took them two soft goals as well One throw ball, the keeper should have saved it. And then, all right, the second one's a good header, but
1: still should have been knocked out. Uh, The first twenty minutes was wicked. It looked like it was going to be a really good game. Thought we could have possibly got a third as well, but um, then seemed to settle down. Brentford came back into it. But look, I thought, I thought where we went is, to be honest, although Brentford had most
2: of the possession for the the game, they didn't really create that many clear-cut chances, so... I think the right result. I'm disappointed, really, Bill, because uh, you know, 2,000 Brentford fans. They spent a lot of money, and made a lot of effort to come here. We were up for it. The players, not so much. I, I, I'd say, uh, you know, we had we had the possession. We had we bossed the game because we we're obviously a better team. The table the table's not going to lie this afternoon. We uh, we found ourselves two goals down, clawed it back to two one. I expected a big second half, and it, it it didn't happen. And I'm and I'm I'm just disappointed, really.
1: There we go, fan reaction to the result at the weekend against Reading. You're listening to the Brentford Fan Show with Billy the B, Grant, Dave Laney Lane and XG Dave Anderson joining us in the studio. Um, Gents, some, some mixed bag of reaction there. Um, Just get your thoughts on that. Again, you know, we, we say it every time. It's the it's the silly
3: mistakes, it's the defending. It's the fact that we went behind so early on in the game. Was it 10, 15, 15, 16 minutes into the game as well with a goal which was, you know, I mean, not being funny, it was... Uh, <laughs> it was schoolboy, you know. Again, it sounds like all these phrases so cliche. It's a schoolboy era, but it really was a schoolboy era. We're playing championship football, and technically, you know, we're a team that we keep on saying should be pushing for playoffs now one of the arguments that you've got to say is that if you're pushing for playoffs you don't make mistakes like that you know we, we turn around the side and, and, and people are saying oh they're a young side they're this that and the other I'm not be funny um, Norwich are a young side you know but Norwich are up there and they're defending well and they're scoring goals ok so we're a young side yes so we just can't afford to make mistakes like this and, and to have somebody like loosely <laughs> run right through your defence and put the ball in the back of the net is a bit embarrassing
0: really Dave yeah, it happens far too often, especially away from home as well. We've been, yeah, we've been poor. I was just looking at some of the stats today. So since uh, January 2019, turn of the year, I mean, eight days away from home, uh, we've given up 23 big chances, which is just massive. So, these are, yeah, the definition for big chances is crazy. So, a situation where a player should reasonably be expected to score, usually in a one on one scenario or very close range, uh, when the ball has a clear path to goal and is low or moderate to no pressure. We've given away 23 of those in sort of eight games. That's like three a game. And you can see it when you watch the play, like it, it makes sense. So, that ball through to uh, sort of the reading match, he's just through two passes, they're through. Ben, uh, Daniels is sort of rushing out and it's just a clear shot on goal and the second as well that's a big chance too it's just a header near post there's no one around them and uh, it's frustrating yeah because we have talked about the beach and it's fun and jovial but it is very frustrating to watch mm. I, th- I thought we'd I thought we'd done away
2: with this I thought we'd kind of um, pulled ourselves out of this kind of m- those, these malaise we have at home we have at home I think that but it's just, it's just not happening we, not we, we, way. we keep thinking oh before the end of the season, the away, mm. the away stats, the away wins, um, they're, they're, it's going to resurrect. It's going to sort of, um, it's going to come back to where it should be or yeah. where it normally is. But it doesn't look like
0: that's going to be the case. No, no, definitely not. Not this season, anyway. I think next year well, it could be a completely different backline, could be a completely different team. But we're not going to get. Yeah, this year we're looking back and it's been really poor.
3: Uh, I mean, obviously defensively, we've had a number of issues this season. We've had a number of issues when we've had Chris Meppham in the side. Mm. You know, the only time that we probably didn't have an issue was well, actually, with BLN, BLN. was last season, season, so that's what I'm saying. So this season's (laughs) always been some sort of an issue. We had a we had at the very beginning of the season, the first month we were we were tight and then we gave it up against then. Now obviously we've gone through a number of different transformations and, and the question I'll ask is that also is that don't forget, you know. We are looking towards next season. We're looking at trying out new players. So we didn't have our regular defence in now. We had Madge Beck-Sorensen. And listen, he's a young player. He's only played a few games for Brentford now. So you don't want to sort of pull anyone over the coals. But, you know, I think even I don't know if I make a couple of mistakes, that's fair enough. And he has made a few mistakes in his time. You know, also, if you've noticed, the opposition players, they target him. Right, they target him big time because they obviously know that he's he's young, he, he's quite green, and he
2: might be susceptible. And he's, to... and he's very, very slow. Yeah, and
3: he's slow, and that's and, and, that's...
2: and, and that's, that's something he can't change. That's something that the the coaches are fully aware of. Mm. He's not going to he's not going to get quick overnight. He's a he's a big lump, isn't he? He's a he's a he's a very tall, very very you know well built lad um he's,
0: he's not going to be he's not as nimble as concert is he no definitely not as nimble as Konza. with with um mad's uh mads sorensen yeah you don't want him sort of on the wide you don't want him on the wide areas being sort of outpaced by wingers you want him central you want him against someone who's big and wants to sort of touch me get physical that's that's where he's going to excel he's not where he's currently playing now is it's not kind of getting the best out of That sort of left of a centre-back three.
3: So do you think, I mean, and this is another question, because what Brentford, we always seem to kind of like go with a particular tactic or a particular formation and then we just stick with it and try to make it work you know so we did that with the you know with the the 4 3 beforehand and now we've got the you know the three five two, and we've did it and it's worked for us to a certain extent but all of a sudden the personnel has changed and we're still trying to stick with it and uh, and, and it seems to be sometimes that we we need to be a little bit more flexible
0: we do we do definitely i, I think that's the way it's pointing whether yeah whether frank so I kind of trust these guys to to have one formation in their heads and then sort of a month later, do another one, and then go back to the other one. I, I don't think they're there yet. He's—he's. He's, I don't think he's seeing enough to to have that belief that they're able to execute two systems so quickly. So, I think yeah, comfortable that they've learned the three-four-three. Three. It, it feels like they're staying with that, and it's not kind of suiting the guys.
1: Mm. It's obviously been an interesting season. There's been some good periods, some mm. difficult periods, and then another good period and some good run of results, which kind of cemented your place in the championship. Obviously, the change of manager, of course, in October when, when Dean Smith left, you know that was obviously a difficult time for the club. But you know, what do you think will happen next season? Thomas Frank, first full season. Do you think he will make many changes over pre-season? Um, and do you think, obviously, next season having him there for the whole course of it, fingers crossed, will be will be a real positive thing and
2: you could push for promotion? Well, there's, there's certainly um, three or four. players players that are out of contract <clears throat> and we would expect to lose probably all of those I, I would have thought I, I, I think McEachran will go um, I, I think the Barbe will go and yeah. I think the McLeod is going to go um, so we're going to be in the market for replacing those uh, but we've, we it's shown over the course of this season that we're not strong enough that we haven't got that strength in depth so I'm, I'm expecting sort of five or six mm. kind of bigger signings Mm. and you know the Mazbek Sorensen issue and I'm not I'm not bawling him out and I'm not even gonna criticise him really because it's great that he's got some time in this team Mm. and you know he, he he should be given the freedom for the rest of this season I think to kind of have first team minutes but the the speed and the and the pace of him is is going to be an issue, and and that's and that's something that you know, is is clear as the, the nose on the end of my nose.
3: Well, to a certain <laughs> extent, I mean, speed wasn't an issue with Bielen but Bielin was experienced, so he knew about positioning. So if you can position yourself, then that's okay. So he's got to learn about positioning, or maybe be work, playing with a player who understands how he plays, and they can work well together. But yeah, I mean, it, what you're saying is, is 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 exactly right. The thing about Thomas Frank is, you know. Thomas Frank had a hard time when he first started off, with he didn't win any matches, pretty much, and then all of a sudden he started to win a load of matches, and now it's you know a bit mm-hmm. of touch and go. He's winning some, he's losing some, but the thing you know that he's he, you know he points out to, he does point out to personnel. You know he talked about poor personnel in January as well. You know basically, he obviously wants to play a particular type of football, but he feels that he needs to have the right type of Brentford players to play that particular type of football as well. You know, or to add to the side, and also the other thing is that um, he was talking about when he was going through those bad results how many injuries he just kept on saying injuries, injuries you know my central defenders Jean Vier is injured Bonrama's injured you know uh, you know, he just talked about the injuries basically mm. almost like saying well the people that are coming off the bench to replace these guys aren't necessarily strong enough so in the summer I can if he's not t- said to the directors of football I want this type of player, that type of about seven or eight types of players. Mm. If he doesn't say that, then you know, then then you know it's not strong enough because that is definitely, yeah. definitely going to happen.
1: We're still playing to talk about here on the Brentford fans show. You're listening to Love Sport Radio for a Monday evening. Of course, there's a, one game still going on in the Premier League uh, from this weekend's group of fixtures. Uh, it's currently still Watford nil Arsenal. One Watford down. The ten players, Troy Deeney getting sent off on 11 minutes, 67 minutes in in that game. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, break. Still playing to talk about Love. Sport. You listening to the Brentford fan show here on Love Sport Radio. We got Billy Dave and XG Dave in the studio with us this evening. Um a couple of things to kick off this part. Um first of all, we're talking about philosophy of the manager. You know, is that something that you're happy about and you're kind of pleased with, with what you've seen so far and do you think, you know, when he's got a, the team over pre-season that you think that's going to be taking you forward?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say in general, uh, the philosophy of the manager, I said, let's, you know, you've got to give somebody time. Mm. Everyone knows my theory about giving people time. So let's give Thomas Frank time and let's see what he's got to do. But in general, the football that he, he plays and he wants to play, I think is very good. From from what I can gather, and I've spoken to him quite a few times as well, but from uh, from around as well, he sets the bar very high so i think that for players he he may be not say so quite difficult but quite you know it's quite difficult for the players because maybe they're used to working in a particular way under a different, different coach but he sets the bar really really high which in a way is quite good for Brentford fans because we think you know if he can actually get the bar as high as he wants it to be mm. we're going to be a fantastic team but also i think it might be quite difficult for the players because they're
2: trying to get to that where that bar is and they can't quite get it or well we're, fi- we're we're fitting well under the bar at the moment <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he Straight underneath it, <laughs> yeah. you know, or
3: maybe what happens is that one week they'll they'll hit the bar, and then the next week they won't be. So we, I think this is this consistency thing, and I think you know what the score is that the team cannot play. You know, one time like we play hard and we come away of, oh my god, we were fantastic today. Ah, oh, everything was oh, it was brilliant with passing the ball, ah, oh, ball in the back of the net. But we can't do it every single week because I think that with the strength of our squad. They can't set that bar that high
2: every week, so we, we haven't got enough players to rotate it to keep on doing that. Um, yeah, and you know we, it's a, the other stat that we do mention a lot is that you know we've we've got one of the the most under 23 mm-hmm. age, play, age age group players in in the division, and you, you, that's what you're going to get. I mean, you know, you, we are going to get some inconsistencies. We're not we're not going to get the finished article. We're not going to get that week in week out kind of performance that uh, what we, well, we are going to get when they're brilliant they are they are better than most And but we just need to up that consistency and that's what you kind of hope for next season really mm. you get that you get that kind of um, the ability to keep all your best players together and the and and, and the first full season with Thomas Frank you, you hope that
0: he can start where we you know mm. <laughs> where we should have done this year yeah, yeah philosophy wise with Frank I think brilliant yeah he's uh He's really impressed me. There's been some moments this year when, well, I think I always go back to that Stoke match, and I've not, not seen anything like that in, uh, at Griffin Park in, in a number of years. It was probably, yeah, one of the best performances we've ever put in, and mm. that, that was all Frank.
3: So, so explain why you said you haven't well, seen anything like that. It was,
0: it was a completely controlled performance, so limiting Stoke to nothing. So I think they had like 0.2 XG that day, barely a shot, absolutely nothing, and we, yeah we dominated them. It was completely controlled. Mm. Ball at the back going forward. Um, anything that Stoke tried to do, it was snuffed out really quickly. And I think that's what Frank's after. He's after that complete performance. It's defensive, it's attacking, and then it's essentially just controlling the whole game. Well, he's going to
2: be as frustrated as anyone else. Yeah, I, he?
0: I think he will be. He will, he'll be frustrated too. He, he'll, he'll, as you say, he's quite demanding. I think he probably expects more from his players but he'll understand that they're young and I think that's what he will be explaining we, mm. we need players to be able to execute what he wants and, and well, hopefully he gets them
3: i have got to be um, our devil's advocate here <laughs> oh. so I'm going to do like to the it no but, no but I mean okay listen Stoke game and we were so happy after that Stoke yeah. really great and we said to, you know reduce Stoke to not very many chances but fair stroke, don't so, <laughs> no, no, you know, no. so is it one yeah. of those situations where we look really good against you know relatively average sides we play Rotherham you know we play them you know even Blackburn Rovers we caught them you know they were, they, they were punching higher than they should have been and when it comes to the situations where it really counts, Sheffield mm. United your, your, your West Broms you know, Leeds United are coming up on Monday is it the situation that we, we don't quite
0: deliver where we should be? Yes, uh, if we if we're being completely honest, probably yes, that is that there is a bit of truth in that. But I I think at that stage we didn't know well at that stage we thought Stoke had a new manager, a really good manager in Nathan Jones. I think that was his first match. We we expected big things. They have got some talent there. I think they they were just waiting they were sort of forming and getting into their groove and we're kind of seeing a bit more from them now sort of solid defensively. But they they'll be fine. And the, the other frustrating thing for me is the w- about three or four weeks ago, we were so looking forward to every
2: game because we we, (laughs) we thought the consistency, we thought we knew what we were going to get. And now I think we know what we're going to get. I I, I think we're going to be average against Millwall and be bang up for it against Leeds. And I think, you know, great for the home fans, Mm. but, you know, the people are going to Millwall, they're going to be going, they're going, hmm, are we we going there going to see more of the same as we saw at the Majeski?
1: Mm. Um, just one other quick question before we go to the break obviously we mentioned about being on the beach this time of season Um, we've seen a couple of new faces come in and and a couple of people getting an opportunity I guess that's a good thing to see but uh, have you been impressed with what you've seen so far from some of those faces that are getting given a chance
0: Uh, I have I I think force is being used quite strangely I I don't see much uh, that's Marcus Force yeah sorry Marcus Force yeah he's quite he's a young forward he's been injured for a lot of this season but he's back now so he, he looks fit since he's come back from his injury he does look like he's turned into a man as well which is really impressive but uh, for an eighteen-year-old or nineteen-year-old, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a big boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. But but I think what we need to see, we need to see sort of twenty minutes of him. Or we don't need just yeah, this two minutes here and sort of five minutes there isn't to to probably in the football. For, yeah, for those guys, they probably see it as quite. They learn already a lot in that time. But for for us we're looking at it, we kinda of wanna see how he how he sort of fits in with patterns of play and is he what's he actually what's he actually doing? Can he actually bleed the line on his own? Can he drop in deep how Morpai does? And I, I think just want to see a little bit more of him. But he's been okay, yeah. I haven't mean, seen too much. They yeah, you know, they've come in but they we've no one set set the world alight, have they I mean they've not, no. they've not
2: come in and have gone wow you know.
0: no I, I think Mads, Mads played a cup game I think was it? I can't remember what, um, what stage it was in the cup he came in he, I think was it against Barnet? I think yeah. at home and he looked strong there and I th- I think it's just a bit of a level off I think with Mads I think the, the pace of the game Has really shocked him I think he's got some He's got some work to do
3: And also the other player as well of, That we should talk about is, is just quickly Is De Silva Because mm. De Silva is a player Obviously played for Arsenal He decided not to sign A new contract with Arsenal And signed mm. for Brentford Because he wanted to get First team football It's taken him a while To get into the first team He's been impressive You know When the, the, But the interesting one Is the game where he impressed people Was Ipswich Again But it's not No not mm. knocking it Because at the end of yeah, the day yeah. Like you know There's all sort of decent You know, that, you know that, It's all levelers in this side, you know, and Ipswich have done decent games. But the Silver came on and even the Ipswich fans said, Oh my god, that player, he was the best player on the pitch. So what I think what's interesting, I think what is good is that you get games like this which allows players like this to come in, but once they come mm. in and play, they need to, to they need to deliver. So the fact mm. that the silver showed that he can play against probably sort of slightly lesser opposition, yeah. shows that he can actually probably grow with the team. Yeah, you've yeah. got to grasp the
1: opportunity when you're given it, haven't you? Uh, right, still lots to talk about. You can get in contact via facebook twitter or on instagram at love sport radio uh, love sport on digital radio online mobile and smart speaker
3: this is love sport
1: that's right you're listening to love sport radio it is the brentford fan show thanks so much for joining us this evening uh, right we've touched on the weekend we've looked something but let's talk about the championship next year you know brentford uh, we're on the beach mid table feet up sandals on deck chairs out um but obviously there's the excitement of looking forward to another season of the Championship next year. Um, there's going to be people coming down, people coming up, and it's it's going to be an exciting one again. I think it, the Championship's a, a great league like that, isn't it? It's certainly not a boring one. It's exciting to watch. The there's some great teams in there. Um, let's kick off with next season. Who are you most looking forward to playing next year? Oh, OK.
3: I, I think maybe for the three of us as well that we should... There's one team that we should just knock off because it's almost like you know, when you get a handicap race and after you just you knock off the favourite and then you yep. put the rest in there. Fulham's got to be knocked off because obviously we'd all say Fulham would yeah. be the one. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've got we've got to knock for full, sure. Yeah, we've got to knock full amount out of that one. I I I will say, and it's really difficult, but I I would say that I would probably i uh, be quite looking for Portsmouth to come up. Actually, oh okay, uh, yeah, because we haven't been down to Portsmouth for a while, and yep. uh you know they they got relegated out of our league. They're you know they're quite lively. They yes. took a load down to to Wembley a few weeks ago, forty thousand plus down to Wembley. did. You know they're they're back from the ashes, as they say. <laughs> yeah. So I think it could be actually a, a good little trip. We, we always. Um, we always um, sort of put our where we want to go and how we want teams to do related on our away day and the, and the, yeah. pubs, the pubs that you go to when you're down there as well, you see. Sure. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, when we sort of say, you know, Rotherham, we maybe want them to go down, it's because basically there
1: are no real decent good pubs sure. in Rotherham. Well, you have got a beach in Portsmouth as well, so there's a winner. <laughs> that's right. You you keep your sandals go. on.
2: Down over uh, Solent. So, yeah, so that's it for me. So, you um, for Pompey. Yeah, you know, you're right to say, you know, it's great to see these clubs resurrect themselves. Um, and I, I'm not going to go, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a great day out, but. Luton Town, I, I, I think it's it's good for them to, to bounce back as well because they they had that huge points deduction. They went out the league. Mm-hmm. They they've had an awful time of it the last decade. And you know, when just when probably a lot of their fans were thinking, will it ever will it ever get better again? For them to be breathing down the neck of the second tier, I think is a is a huge comeback. Um, and I and I'd say I tip my hat to. to <laughs> Tick the hat to the Hatters and say, you know, well well done. So, you know, if their fans could come up and behave themselves and uh, we, we we could have a good couple of games against and them. And that's the
3: thing as well, because we in effect we put them down to the to the to the was it division two division the last division. So the last game of the season we did that as well. But also we had a fantastic game against Luton that time in the FA Cup, which I still will never forget when Martin Allen was manager and we went up there, and we seemed like we took about seven million fans to come the goal <laughs> and it was absolutely really rabid. So it just goes to show you that there was a bit of tension between Brentford and Luton so if we can actually bring that back that'll be good
0: yeah they've got uh, agreed a new stadium soon as well I think haven't they? that's we'll all right gone through it. which is going to be yeah really good for them um kennel throws a bit of history there <laughs> upgrading that and getting uh, yeah. rid of that but yeah for me I, I, I'm i going to go Charlton I, there's something I like about Charlton I, I like Bojo I like what he's doing yeah. there and I like I, I, there is something likeable about them it's not too far Mm. easy to get to it's <laughs> <That's laughs> just yeah. a short train journey away but yeah I, I think there's something building there I think Bo's done really really well to sort of key that team together and there's a late push mm. and it's, uh, it's
2: tight isn't it in
0: it's league very one. tight that, that promotion race I mean that second spot there's you know there's four or five it's, teams yeah, you know, it's yeah, impossible in to show, call yeah. you're, you're just sticking yeah. your hat on and you, League yeah.
1: One's quite interesting as well because if you look at the bottom half there's still lots of teams that could yeah, go yeah, down as well it's a re- really interesting League League One It yeah. yeah. uh, is. so that's teams that could be coming up to come and kind of join you um potentially the team's coming down obviously we've, we've put Fulham to one side but you know we know Huddersfield are down and you know depending on the result tomorrow between Brighton and Cardiff that could be a decider of, out of those two teams but you know if say it's Huddersfield and, and Cardiff that looks the most likely to come down any particular of those that would be welcome to see back in bit of a bit of a jaunt isn't it to get to some of those grounds but. <laughs>
3: but we don't, I mean we don't mind because the further the better actually because normally the further away you go is the better the away day so yeah. Huddersfield's actually a decent away yeah, day you can done. change it
1: into a weekend instead of an away yeah. day like yeah. you, you're going to, to, to Portugal <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, so you've got
3: Huddersfield and obviously the F word as well. But then after that, them you've got Cardiff and, and Brighton. Um, I have to admit, I, I'm praying that Cardiff actually stay up, um, <laughs> only because we just don't want to go there again. You know, <laughs> just going to Cardiff and this. I've got some great Cardiff mates. It's lovely, but I just, yeah, you know, they're probably thinking, yes, great, Bill, but I just don't really want to go to Cardiff again because since they've moved to their new stadium, it just seems to have just everything has just seemed to have lost lost the vibe there at Cardiff, and it's just it's just not a, it's just not a great way there. You know, you go there, the pubs aren't the pubs aren't buzzing. It's it's really mm. strange, isn't it? It's mm. really
2: yeah. We we said it's uh it's, it's, it's a real diluted kind of experience. To how it used to be at Ninian Park, you know, you used to go there and used to be kind of scared. scared. <laughs> and And uh, now it's only I'm, I'm great. It's not you don't go there and you're yeah. sort of like you know worried about getting back to the car and all that. But this it's lost its edge. It's there, there's something that's not quite right there. And I, I think you know I, I, you're right. The, the town doesn't seem a, a, you know doesn't we, we don't go there and go wow that was a great day out. Yeah. But obviously Brighton you are going to have a good day. But Brighton look like they've got a little bit too much in there. Yeah. It's five points. And the goal difference is better, so that's yeah. six. It's it's going to be unlikely, although you know. Well, obviously like, as well. Saturday. Yeah,
1: they lose him, so that makes that game tomorrow a little bit interesting as well, which will um, which will be fun. Obviously, you're going to lose some teams as well from the championship, which is all, which is always sad from from an away day experience. Is there any one of those teams that are currently hovering around the top part you'd be you'd be sad to miss out on next year? Um, I mean, I'm pretty, you know, a, again,
3: cool with Norwich City, but you know, we've done Norwich quite a few times, and it's it's not necessarily the away day that you tick off first of all for me anyway. Um, Leeds United as well Leeds United is a bit of a funny one I think there's a lot of people that sort of really try not to go to Leeds because they they try and charge 39 quid and stuff for their tickets so you know if you're up there you feel like you have to go but there's a a lot of you know fans that feel you know "Mm, I'm not sure about Leeds United so if Leeds United disappeared you think okay fair enough but then on the flip side of it I think a lot of people want Leeds United to stay (laughs) down
2: it's it's like the perennial joke isn't it that they're they're (laughs) going to blow up at some stage and I think you know we we do hold out that the, they will do that again and <laughs> cheer everyone up at the end of the season <laughs> sorry Leeds fans XG uh, I don't know I like the look of
0: well Sheffield the sh- yeah Sheffield United's uh, a big old uh, big old sort of historic club but it's great which, away day yeah, yeah. Great, uh, great away but we, we'll day Villa too as well Villa's uh, Yeah, I
1: love Villa yeah like, we were doing some stuff on the Premier League when they were there, I used to love going to Villa Park. there was just something really nice about it. I just enjoyed it. The whole experience of the day was great.
0: Yeah,
2: it's I good think... to get some churn in this division, though, because the last thing you want, you know, let's hope that we're we're a permanent fixture in this unless we get promoted. But <laughs> you know, we you don't want it to be groundhog day year in year out. So to to get to get some of these teams that have been hanging around for a while, you know, look at Ipswich. They've been 20 odd years in this division. Yeah. They're going to go. So we're going to get some fresh blood. I'm just glad it's our sixth season, and you know, we're we're Going to be hopefully pushing for the top. You know, this churn, Oops, some, you know, there's a lot of teams that are going to get promoted to the Prem. It's got to be our turn someday soon, <laughs> surely. Yeah, never i mean, say
1: never. Look at Cardiff going up last year, right?
2: <laughs> Bournemouth, <laughs> Bournemouth <are laughs> holding yeah. their own.
3: Yeah, for me, the, the three teams that I'd, I'd like to see go up with, Norwich, Sheffield United, and Bristol City, just oh, <laughs> to kind mm, of upset the Apple cart. Bristol bit. City
2: would be great
1: for them to get into yeah, the Premier League.
3: You know, so yeah, so that's it there. But, you know, but, like I said to you, you know, just c- coming back to the, you know, The division, we talked about Division 1, you know, and just those teams that are coming up and how tight it is. I mean, just showing how tight it is. Like I said to you, you know, Luton, we believe that Luton you know Luton are up pretty much Luton are up Barnsley who are doing really well obviously Barnsley were there last season they're coming up, up again again got some good Barnsley chums but we think that maybe it might be better if they give somebody else a chance uh, this year and they can battle it out in the playoffs so it's interesting it'll be Sunderland or Portsmouth or Charlton um um Portsmouth's record is unbelievable I mean they've won six games the last six games bang mm. on, on, on the trot and also Charlton have won five out of six um well, no sorry for they've lost the last five games is Port and the won four last four games and drawn one as well, so it just goes to show you how tight that one is and uh Doncaster Rovers have won the last four and they 've lost one as well, so I mean but they're they're more more of a playoff team, so you can see how tight it is out of those teams at the moment now, but I think it's going to
2: be um you know, I think it's going to be... Yeah, well, and the other thing, I, you know, while we're talking about um, promotions and relegations is to mention Yeovil Town. You know, Ye- Ye- Yeovil Town, mm. they beat us at Wembley um, six yeah. years ago to... Pip us to um, the championship. Um, that, w- that felt like our world had ended that day, mm-hmm. and little, little did we know that you know we would the year later we'd be up. And then in that period, they're pretty much going out of the league now. So it just shows you that yeah. you know every, A, quickly. everything for a reason, and B is only it's is best to go up when you're actually ready to. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. not it's not the you know it's great to, it's great if you can go up and, and flourish, but if you go up and struggle, it's uh, you know they've just literally been on a slippery slope ever mm-hmm. since. And it must be a nightmare there.
3: And, and talking about, you know, going up and struggling as well, we we haven't mentioned GF word but you might as well have G because they're coming down now as well because we, you know, look at our situation and we do get frustrated that we haven't Got promoted. Lots of people always come up to us and say, "You know, do you think you're going to go up next year? Do you have the right things? To, you know, the right players, the right manager." The fact is that we you know we look at this season and we realise that you know, if maybe if we were in the playoffs or we had got in there, you know, to be honest of you, we might end up doing a Fulham next season. We might not be strong enough to go up, you know. And I'm just wondering, same thing for Fulham. Fulham got went up. They looked fantastic that season. We thought, but when they went up, they weren't they weren't equipped for the premier league so i'm just wondering what,
1: what do <laughs> they you spent have to enough do? money to be equipped though, didn't they but well, they threw how... some money at it but there's
3: <laughs> the thing is do you they, did they though because just throwing money mm. at it you've you got to do the right things exactly and, and i'm just wondering what do what would we have to do what what, what was a team have to do to be equipped to mm. to be in the premier league
0: yeah well what they did is they bought a load of attackers that were yeah they, they were sort of living off what they did previously babble um who's the other there's another german out up front. Uh, they, they, that's who they shouldn't have bought. What they should have been doing is sort of buying strong defenders to shore them up and actually keep games tight go for sort of nil-nils, one-nils, keep it really, really tight. And what instead they did is they tried to blow teams out of the water and try and go and play Arsenal at their own game and it just really backfired. So everything Fulham did is what we wouldn't do, I don't think. I think we'd be cleverer than that. I think we'd change our style and we'd actually see a Brentford that was something we're probably not quite used to and we'd be a bit more defensive and smarter and keep games tight. There's, there's
2: two, two points there. You know, you, you're right to say... You know, we... If we just snuck into the playoffs, it's, it's probably a blessing we didn't, because we're just clearly not strong enough. We're, we're not, we're not good enough. That's, that's a fact. You know, we can always hope, and we, you know, obviously you want your team to be as high up the league as, as is possible. But I, I can, I can actually do without another playoff misery <laughs> oh, <gosh>. day or <laughs> evening or whatever. I, mean, yeah. uh, I just say for next year. And the, the Fulham thing, I, I'm, I'm not actually that, that surprised. I mean, I went to, um, I went to an evening with Brian Talbot um, uh, back in back in about well, six months. Ago and he was he was a at Fulham or part of their recruitment and the way he was talking and the way the way he was you know using Khan's stats I, it doesn't actually surprise me. What well, sorry, what was he saying? <laughs> yeah. he, he, there was some sort of um, it, it felt like they could do anything using these stats and and, and it would be all right and then, you know, and they, they just believed in their model so so much and it was like they almost felt they could buy anyone and they, and they were going to gel but
0: it's just it's completely wasted hundred million yeah you can be blinded so you've got all that cash and you, you kind of shop in a different pool you instead of being sort of resourceful with your money or looking at players you can step up or grow you kind of think oh should we go for the ones who do have experience of playing at our level it, it just didn't work for them uh, yeah it could easily go wrong it's interesting you say that as well because it didn't work for them i mean obviously everyone
3: knows because we told the whole world that we use this statistical analysis <laughs> to 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 discover players mm. and, and and do our scouting system everyone knows all about that we got lambasted yeah. for it But interestingly, another team who does exactly the same thing, but they haven't told Anyone whatsoever is Brighton and Hove Albion. Okay, so Brighton and Hove Albion. Okay, they've got more money. They they came up from our division. They've gone to the Premier League. They're doing what they're going to do in the Premier League. But interestingly, they're struggling now. Again, having a look at that, are they struggling because
0: what they're doing is not working, or is it they haven't got enough money? Why is it? Uh, I think Brighton is struggling because it's a bloody hard division. Uh, I think they're doing a lot right. If you look at their squad, you look at the players they have. They've got a big squad there. They've got some good players. I I think they're just coming. up Against a really, really strong division, I don't, so you don't
2: think you're right. I, I don't, don't think, think they're the doing Premier anything. League is so brutally yeah. good um, that unless, unless you are spending 200 million if you're from a standing start on proven. Yeah. Proven players, you're up against it. But this is interesting because obviously, if
3: we, ju- the reason why I'm asking that, it's quite important because Derby, a, they've got a bigger pot to come from than what we have. Plus, they've got their Premier League pot. They use exactly the same statistical thing. They probably maybe use a similar algorithm to what we do. It's completely different. It's out on a limb. They find players from all over the place, and
2: they're doing particularly yeah, well. The, the only comparison if- really is Bournemouth in that division with us. Really, you know, it's, it's, it's mm. seeing how they. I mean, Brighton have got thirty or thousand every week as well. So they, they they've got a bigger stadium than us. They're, they're their, their setup is, is, is bigger than ours. You know, we, we've got to, we've got to replicate Bournemouth and do it on do it on those kind of.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, Bournemouth are a bit of a. They they yeah they spent wildly to get up and they kind of got away with us. I, I don't think we. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's a similar size with clubs, isn't it? But, but the Bournemouth process. Spent, don't Bournemouth spend more than Brighton, though? They do, don't they? they so they've spent
1: quite a bit over the last couple of yeah, seasons. Yeah, they're, they're not tight more. there. So not, a lot of
3: money so flashing so around there. What I'm trying to say is that if we go up, we won't be spending this type of money. So where will we be?
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need a big crystal ball for that one. <laughs> I'll let you think about that while we take a quick break here on Love Sport. Don't forget, if you want to get involved, you can do that on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Love Sport Radio. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Brentford Fan Show here here on Love Sport Radio, full-time between Arsenal and Watford, and that one goal in the opening ten minutes has settled the match, uh, full-time, Watford nil, Arsenal one. So we're talking about Brentford uh, next season, of course, expectations, what they need to do to kind of go up to the Premier League and stay, Uh, so we've got a few more questions in the final part of the show to kind of run through, so you had a chance to think about it, what would you guys need to do? (laughs) (laughs) This is, is, honestly, this is the the million-dollar question.
3: Um, I think we think that we will be able to go out there and, and compete but I must admit, I know that Fulham went out and spent madly and really badly. So I think that that's not a really good example because people used to also equate us to Fulham to say we were quite similar in the style of football that we played. So, yeah, you know, to a certain extent, you know, the season that they went up, you know, that mm-hmm. passing game and then they went up and uh, they haven't really delivered. So, um, but uh, like I said to you, looking at Brighton's, looking at the way that, that, that Huddersfield haven't delivered. Again, Hudders, interestingly, Huddersfield haven't delivered because when they went up, before they went up they actually um wagner wagner left to go to norwich so wagner was the guy that basically bought in all the players that got huddersfield promoted then halfway through the season there was some sort of beef and uh i think their ceo or something like that left to go to norwich and then he took wagner with him or something like that and then and then and then um the manager he's had some sort of waving fist thing going Oh, if he wants to go he can do we we do our own thing we don't sort of need him he's obviously gone to norwich brought in a load of sort of players that are young and hungry yeah that's what I'm saying so and he's got so it's worked. so I think it's interestingly uh, how important how pivotal that person was to actually making it work and probably also the infrastructure of the club so I think in one way we've got the right infrastructure um we believe we've got the right you know, director of football and people out buying we, we just need to we need to just get the right players really
0: yeah I, I think you're right billy actually we've got the brains so we do have the brains it sounds probably cocky to say we've got the, we've got the thinkers it's just yeah they're the ones that need to identify the, the sort of areas that need plugging i think i think we'd be i think we'd be okay
3: but just the fear that you have you know you see things like this season we're obviously short Right, We're short of players. So mm. we haven't got the right type of squad or you might have a slightly misbalanced squad. So the fact is that you can't go in the Premier League and do that similar no. thing. So maybe, is this our learning? Are we learning now so that we don't well, make those mistakes mm. when we go up?
0: I, I think it's also a question of gambling and investment. So if you look at how much, what what would take, so the money we'd spend to sort of get us this season, I think we, you kind of let it go and see where we can get. And that's why we kind of look a little bit short. Players have gone in January. Some of our best players have gone in January. And you, you kind of look at it and you think, well... Would we, do we need to purchase any? Let's see where this squad takes us. But I think next year, when it is tighter and there's more on the line, and, and even if you do get up into the Premier League as well, that's when you kind of look and see, what do we have to lose here? We have to lose mm. £100 million next year so we invest in the right areas to make sure we don't lose that money. It's, it's a question of gambling and, and sort of putting it towards that gamble. So when you put it like that,
2: I, mean, I, th- I think we're two or three years away from being ready. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we, are, we are well... Short of Premier League standards at the moment, like well short of that. So um, it, it's going to have to be a really big summer in terms of um, of, of, of of replenishing and improving. And it's we're going to need our very best players, assuming they stay. If if is there, if Ben is still there, if Watkins is still there, if Canos is still there. that These are the these are the our supply line these these are the people that supply our goals hmm. if they're there and on top form and we get another seven players in we need a new goalie we need we we, we need we need a, lot of, <laughs> need a lot of players but there are also yeah. some
0: there are also some positions to, players to be, that can to be up premiership up. quality yeah, yeah. There are.
1: okay um, i've got three questions to finish the chat with uh, question number 1 who do you not want to lose over the summer? Like, XU was talking about personnel there. Um, so the first question is, who do you not want to lose over the summer? Uh,
0: me, personally, Ben Rama. I think it's losing Ben Rama, the amount you'd need to pay to get someone with that talent to sort of replace him, I think, is is a lot. We're we we're, we're looking at shopping in a different league altogether. There, I think we're looking at sort of seven, eight, nine million to sort of replace him and get that sort of quality and output. So, Brent, it's ben Brent Rum, Brentford money that is not not yeah, real money. that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's it's big big money, and that would never. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. even fathom that on a player. So, Ben Rama for me, yeah, everything to keep him for one more year. So, okay. you, <laughs> you had Ben okay. Rama, so
2: Romain Sawyer. So, Romain Sawyer is is the player that I want to keep. He's just a beautiful player to watch. He's a beautiful man, actually, isn't he? He's, he's, you know, considering the amount of Stick that he got mm. early on, he still st- does. Then. Well, you know, he, he he is one of the best players I've ever seen in a yeah. red and white striped shirt for Brentford, so mm-hmm. uh, well, including all, uh, for Southampton as well. Billy?
3: And for me, I think uh, I'm going to go really obvious. I'm going to go Neil Malpay. He got lambasted last season and he inverted commas only scored, what, 14 goals. Right? Yeah. It's his first season in the, in the district. This, uh, this year, He's I reckon he's going to score, and I'm going to put it down now, he's going to score 30 goals for Brentford this season. And I think the f- f- uh, next season, if we could keep him, He'll score even more for us. So Neil Mountbake. I've
1: actually written that down as well. Right? Uh, <laughs> who would you like to sign if you could sign anyone? Realistic because can't throw Messi and Ronaldo in. Ooh. But is there anyone particularly you'd maybe like to sign and bring in?
2: Uh, I'm, go I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go goalkeeper. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna go. Joe Hart. (laughs) Oh!
0: I've got a thing with him. I've
2: got a thing with him, yeah. I've got a thing. He's going to come
0: down to Brentford and he's going to resurrect his career as well. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mine is uh, I'm just obsessed with Christian Bierneck at Charlton. I've watched him so much. I've probably watched him too much, a little bit obsessive. I I think he's the exact player that Brentford are missing. Someone in his mould so he can play centre back, he can play centre mid, he can burst forward, he's big, he's strong, and, and he's the player. If we had him this year, we wouldn't be sitting here with just two away wins. We'd have yeah. we'd have probably about fifteen away wins. I think <laughs> that's the one for me.
3: Oh, this is, uh, this is you've, you've absolutely thrown me on the spot here as well. <laughs> yes, um, I know. So, <laughs> so prepared, have yeah, we done it? <laughs> that's right. No, but this is no preparation whatsoever. Well, I, I was for me, like I said, um, the, the, again defensive midfielder as well because we can't we can't lay it all on on camo okay so you asked me to pull a, D- a dm out of the hat i can't do so if i wanted to be really really rubbish okay but i've seen the way he's transformed that team and he's not a Brentford player at all but put jack relish into the mixer oh yeah. Ooh, nice. okay nice. Love that. okay i think he's fitting quite well mm.
1: <laughs> gentlemen we literally have about 20 seconds left so i just need a number from you expectation of position you'd like to finish next year
0: next year next oh. year
1: league's
2: position oh playoffs playoffs
1: yeah playoffs
0: well i take first or second, second. first or
1: second second <laughs> second love that um gentlemen thank you so much. Pleasure to have your company on the show today. Podcast Thursday, 7 o'clock p.m. as well. Beaking play tomorrow, 7.45 at Griffin Park B. They'll be square. Love that. I was going to say, <laughs> let's not forget that game tomorrow as well. Uh, best of luck to the team tomorrow as well. Best of luck for the rest of the season as well. Um, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for listening uh, for the Brentford Fan Show this evening. Pleasure to have your company here on Love Sport Radio. Best of luck on Friday um, against Millwall Merle- as on well. the beach. Cheers. Enjoy Please. the rest of the beach. Love sports.